welcome back to the Whatnots Review Show, where every week we have a different story to talk about. Could be a comic book, could be a movie, could be a manga, who knows? We read it, we watch it, we come back here and we talk about it. My name is Kyle Springer and I am joined by Melissa Wilkinson. Hello. Melissa, how's your weekend? It's been good. I think I've made one of the best decisions you can make. Ooh. Which is to decide to buy yourself ice cream later. Like when I woke up this morning, yes. I'm like, I'm going to buy myself ice cream tonight. <laughs> so then not only do I get ice cream, I get a whole day of looking forward to getting ice cream. There you go. You bought some ice cream yesterday because we went grocery shopping. We bought like a double chocolate fudge uh, thing. And so, yeah, I, I, I did not have the excitement of having my first thought of the day being I'm going to buy some ice cream, uh, but I but I I woke up with the security that I have some already. Uh, so <laughs> the weekend is good. Weekend is good. Mm. Indeed. No, we um, went out to eat last night and celebrated the fact that I've been out here in our new place for about a month. It was our month anniversary. Uh, awesome. So. It was good. I had a really good steak. Uh, it, it was Ooh. this uh, this like Cajun. It, 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 they, it, it was their Cajun buy, but it was this like chili encrusted steak with Cajun seasoning and Cajun butter. And it was maybe one of the best steaks I've ever had in my nice. life. It was really good. It had like the perfect amount of like spice and heat to it. So. Uh, I will be thinking about that steak for a long, long time. <laughs> it was good. It was so good. <laughs> it's good. I'm happy you experienced a dream steak. Indeed. Indeed. Um, but let's see. T today, here on the podcast, number 203 of the Whatnots Review Show, we are talking about Deadpool 1 and 2. Mm -hmm. Both of them. Uh, believe it or not, this is my first time watching them. Yeah. Uh, I had not seen them as big of a comic book fan uh, as I am, as big of a comic book movie fan mm. as I am. I just, these are one of the ones I have not seen yet until right now. Um, so I'm excited to talk about these. I, I think this yeah. will be a blast uh, to talk about. Have you seen both of these before? I had. Right? Yeah, gotcha. I'd okay. seen both of them in theaters, but I had not watched them uh, in since a home then. viewing environment since then. I'd been thinking about revisiting them, especially since you know, Deadpool is eventually going to join the MCU. We are huge MCU followers and we don't know yeah. when that would happen. But you know, there's speculation that you know there could be like an Easter egg to him and Multiverse of Madness. We don't know how soon this might kick off. So would you, you said you had never seen these and pitched these to me. I thought this seems like good timing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I this is just it's unfortunate. I feel like that I hadn't seen these because I was excited for that first one. Um, mm. Man, I remember when Ryan Reynolds released the test footage. Yeah. To that. The, the, the first one, which is basically the like first big action scene in the movie there 
I was a little bit different back then, but I remember that and that got me so hyped. I was like, this looks good. Like I I I have to say and I have to admit I'm not a big Deadpool fan in the comics. Mm. I haven't really read much of him and what I have read, I've just been like he's not really for me, not my yeah. sense of humor and stuff like that, but it was just it, it was like we live in a time where Marvel is getting their characters right on screen. Mm -hmm. And so it it's just exciting to see that this character might have a movie made and it might actually be good and it not be the yeah. abomination that was on that one Wolverine movie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and so, so, yeah, I was excited for that first one and then it came out. And then I just never went to go see it. I, I don't know. I, I just it just didn't happen. And then uh, the sequel came out. And by that point, I was like, well, I haven't seen the first one, so I can't watch this one yet. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, here we are. Um, but this has been on my list of shame for a while. Um, mm -hmm. So I am I'm glad I watched these. I had a fun time with them yeah uh i am excited now for the third one i know they are working yes. on a third one i don't know how far along they are in that but there's there's been uh some discussion of that that hey they're, they're letting us keep the r rating even if we go to disney and all that stuff we'll do this we'll do that um but i thought these were just solid like i thought these were fine and good i had a good mm -hmm. Time. Yeah. <laughs> I do have to say I thought these were maybe a little overrated. But I do think that the second one was also a big step up in most ways so. from the first yes. one, um, which, again, leaves me super excited for the third one, mm -hmm. because if they can continue that forward momentum, then I think this third one will be uh, pretty damn good. So. Mm -hmm. looking forward to that but uh yeah yeah so what's your thoughts on deadpool you're right they're fun they're they're not remarkable to me i don't know like it's not at all not all of it is my sense of humor i have sure. laughs throughout the movie but i'm not laughing for two straight hours i think they are very solid action comedies even if the comedy Absolutely. isn't yeah. always in your wheelhouse i can't objectively tell that's a very cool action scene. And I know you, it's very easy to tell how much care there is put into this movie. You know, this is a character Ryan Reynolds cares a lot about. He's very sincere in everything he's doing. He's having a great time. And I think the fun that went into making the movie, bringing it to life, does come across when you are watching it. Like, I am happy. I'm happy these yeah. exist, that these yeah. get to exist in the ways that these creators wanted them to exist. That they yeah. didn't have to pull any punches to, to bring Deadpool to life. Absolutely. Yeah, that's like that is one of the spectacles of this film mm. is just how like knowing how hard Ryan Reynolds yes. campaigned to make this and make it. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and it worked. It, it 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 worked and it's just like man this is so good that like he got this completed and made yes. and we have this thing now um but yeah like i said 
Deadpool is just not really my favorite character, not really attracted mm-hmm. to that kind of humor and fourth wall breaking kind of meta humor. I don't mind it every now and then, mm-hmm. but I think there's just this like unrelenting over the topness that's in a weird way. It's not the, the, the right word I'm looking for, for the right descriptor, but there's this kind of like this kind of bro sense of humor to it if that makes like it's that's not exactly the right word like I, yeah but it, you, you kind of get what i'm getting at I, yeah yeah it's very it's very crass uh you you could call it obnoxious i certainly understand why sure, people yeah. like, would not enjoy deadpool or would find uh somebody who's very into deadpool uh a little obnoxious i think the movies are if you accept their premise, if you if you accept their tone, they're well executed for what they are. There is yeah. actual there's some cinema craft here and the movies are surprisingly sincere. Like he's got this love story in the first movie with this woman who is on his level. Like they really made a character who stands up there with with Deadpool, with Wade Wilson, who, who mm-hmm. shares a sense of humor, who who's a, a real character in her own right. And that is a a very emotional romance it's got moments of poignancy in it really drives that first movie carries through to the second movie i i think that is what i do enjoy about these movies the most is that they do take they set aside time for all deadpool's heart the the emotions of these characters and Mm -hmm. this ragtag bunch of friends he has around him they are his friends he he cares about tupinder a lot I loved Dupinder. He was fantastic. <laughs> I think he was one of my favorites. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, I, I, I think the movies have a great cast of yeah. characters, I think, to bring in a, especially in the first one, a familiar character like Colossus. Uh, that yeah. even if you didn't really stick with the X-Men movies, I'm sure you remember him from the, the, the first ones because he was in those her those first x-men movies um and and then to bring in a new character like negasonic teenage warhead and all that and it's just a whole mouthful um but yeah like they just the to have blind owl there and i don't remember the dude's name who runs the bar me either weasel or something like that it was <laughs> it, no it, it it was something like i remember saying that on the subtitles huh. as i was watching it but like it, it just like yeah he he has a great supporting cast and i, I think mm-hmm. despite him being sort of this anti-hero villain kind of character um like he like yeah like the I think what is surprising to not only me, but to a lot of people uh, is just how much heart there is in, in this film. Like, yeah. like, like you said, net by the both, uh, both in the f- first one, but I think especially in the second one, mm-hmm. there is this really emotional story at the core there. And I think that's really what makes the character uh, in, in these movies, especially. Um, yeah so bravo to the team that has made these these first two films because they are 
mm-hmm. nailing it. So they are, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, so let's do, I guess, plot synopsis of both of these helms. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'm not sure how that exactly works for spoiling thing, not spoiling things, but let's do it. <laughs> yeah. So the first one, uh, we do start out with Deadpool already being Deadpool, mm. uh, but then in a series of flashbacks, you uh, get to see how he got turned into Deadpool, mm. into Deadpool, uh, how he uh, fell in love, got cancer, went to mm. get this mysterious treatment that said it mm. would cure him. Uh, which ended up being the Weapon X Pro Garam, even though I don't think they really mentioned it in that movie there. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, he g- goes through this mysterious tr- treatment, which turns him into a mutant. Uh, and mm. it gives him a healing factor. And I, th- I think he has like heightened senses or something like that. Um, and he was already a, a trained soldier and mercenary to begin with. He was correct, already yeah. a very skilled fighting machine. Yeah. Uh, and so the kind of remainder of this movie is this revenge tale of Deadpool trying to get back at the people that did this to to him. Uh, and at the same time, like trying to get that out of the way so he can get back to his girl um, who uh, he has not seen in a number of years now because he kind of left in the middle of the night and was just like, well, I'm going to go deal with this thing. Um, And yeah, that's kind of the first one. Like like I said, we meet some of the the, the X-Men in there. They're like, where do you meet two X-Men? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which is a joke in the second movie that he's like why do i never see anybody around here but you <laughs> why can we not afford more of the famous ones <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so uh that's what happens in the first one and the second one uh picks up with the romance kind of continuing between uh him and his girlfriend what's her name vanessa Again, Vanessa. Yeah, that's right. Uh, just like Kingpin. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he he's back into his relationship with Vanessa. Uh, and unfortunately, in this second movie, uh, she gets killed. There's a mm-hmm. group of like mysterious military sounding looking people uh, mm-hmm. that come and attack Wade Wilson in his home. Uh, and in the midst of beating all of these people up, he knocks one guy's arm just a little bit to the side yeah. so that when they fire it, it's her instead. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so now he's again on an- another kind of revenge tale to figure out who did this and all all that to 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 him. But it sets him on this path that then. He ends up meeting this uh this kid. <laughs> he 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 wants to. Well, let, let me rephrase that. Because of the revenge hail, <laughs> which he cleans up real fast here in the, mm. the, the, this one, 
Uh, yeah. And now without his l- 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 lover, he kind of wants to die, but he can't because yeah. of his healing factor. Um, and she comes to him in these when he tries to kill himself and he's in this between world where he's not completely back to life yet. She appears to him in these visions and she's like, you need to open your heart. Like there's something you have to do. She's like giving him these assignments from beyond the grave. Yeah. And so he's trying to in- interpret them. Uh, and it kind of leads him to uh, this kid uh, that he and like wants to save, uh, who is this mutant with these fire powers. Um, mm-hmm. And he seems to be in a real bad spot. He seems to be in some kind of like experimental prison lab thing. Uh, these- yeah, he's in this like uh, home, th- this orphanage where the uh, operators of the orphanage are very, very anti-mutant and are trying to cleanse the children of, of their sure. mutant abilities. Yeah. Uh, and Deadpool kind of interprets this kid as the one that he needs to protect and save and open his heart mm-hmm. to and uh, stuff like that. So. Uh, that sets him on this path of basically trying to help this kid who ends up also kind of being one of the main antagonists of of this second mm. film here. Um, and of course, we also have Cable uh, in the in in this mm-hmm. film who is uh, back from the future. He has traveled back in time and is trying to kill this kid that Deadpool is trying to save because when the kid grows up, he's an evil mutant that kills yeah. Cable's family. So your classic looper scenario. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Um, it's amazing that your list of shame included two movies where a guy goes back to the past to kill a child who will in the future kill his wife and family. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I mean, on on one hand, it's like, I, yeah, I like time travel movies. Mm. On the other hand, I don't want to kill kids. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, unfortunate that that often comes up in a time travel movie. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Um, but yeah, so those are kind of the, the plot synopses mm. of these two films here. Uh, like I said, I, I didn't think they're solid action <laughs> films. Great cast. I laughed a bunch throughout the films. But I think personally, I thought the films were maybe a little overrated from what everyone had been hyping up to me or like the culture around these these ones here. But I still Mm. enjoyed them a lot. So, yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, well, yeah, I think that is about all I have to say that is spoiler free mm. on that stuff. So let's go into housekeeping. And when we get back, we can dive into spoilers and all of that fun stuff. So we will be right back. We put a lot of hard work into the shows that we make. And yes, we make multiple different shows here at The Whatnots. And we'd love it if you check them all out. You can find out more information on our website at thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. When you type in The Whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. 
just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. If you want to support what we do here at The Whatnots, patreon.com slash The Whatnots is the best place to do that. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month. You can get all kinds of exclusive content at the $3 tier. You can also get a shout out and a thank you on all of our shows at the $5 tier. You can support us on Twitch by subscribing to our channel at twitch.tv slash the whatnots. And we would love to have you all join us for our live streams and talk with us in the chat. And lastly, we have merch. If you'd like to grab yourself a shirt or a sweatshirt or a mug or something else, go to thewhatnots.com slash store to pick up some merch today. And we are back. A big shout out to all of our Patreon supporters. Uh, thank you. Thank you a lot for thank supporting you. us. It means a ton. We appreciate it. Uh, let's see. Some cool things that we've been up to here on here at the whatnots, uh, we are getting ready uh, to go see Doctor Strange. Uh, yeah! That is coming out this week, so be on the oh. lookout for our our reaction, our spoiler cast to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness uh, that will be coming out later this week. Also, be on the lookout for our reactions, our part two reactions to Moon Knight. Um, oh yeah, because we we are. It's gonna be a busy week here this this week at at the at the whatnots. Lots of stuff to talk about. Uh, both of the those will be on the reactor core, uh, so you guys can pay att attention to that feed. Uh, keep that uh, down the road there. Uh, Melissa on the captain's yes. log. We played a really yes. fun game this week called x files or bullshit uh can, can 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 you explain what that was uh it's your standard podcast game format yep. every podcast plays this game uh and in my case i was giving you episode descriptions for the x files and some of them were real and some of them were ones i made up because i'm a huge fan of the show and i wanted to talk about how many weird one-off monster of the week episodes this show has yeah and see if you could figure <laughs> out which ones actually happened and which were only in my heart and mind indeed that was a fun one and we had ignacio from crossplay yeah. uh surprise us and join us for the second half of the show uh so that was good and fun that was on the captain's log mm. and then uh for crossplay our video game podcast while it might have, it, we were kind of in the midst of like a like slow news uh, oh. period, slow video, like there's no big major releases happening right now. So we are kind of diving into our backlogs and things like that. Um, but I played this game recently called Norco, which was incredible. It was a point and click adventure uh, set in nice. Norco, Lo Louisiana. Uh, in the near future, hint of cyberpunk stuff happening mm. there. Uh, but it is That's a, a setting very... I've never seen cyberpunk applied to. Right? Yeah. Uh, but it 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 is this kind of like surreal noir tale. Uh, <gasps> that's really really cool. I it's if if that game is not in my top top three of the year, then something went wildly wrong. Uh, so 
who yeah that, that game was fantastic or wildly right who knows what masterpieces I, 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 I mean, will come maybe, out in the rest but... of the year <laughs> indeed but that game was fantastic so please go check that stuff out um as well but that's about it for housekeeping so let's dive into spoilers all right deadpool start with deadpool one yeah. uh right off the bat this i think is maybe one of my biggest observations of uh-huh. deadpool one this movie reminds me a lot of emperor's new groove yes i just yep yeah in, yeah yeah, yeah. In, i understand in the way that he is narrating both of these movies is the exact same way that David Spade (laughs) narrates his character of Emperor Kuzco in the Emperor's New Garoub. I just I I can't unhear it. I can't unsee it. It's the exact same thing. It's the like, so I guess you're wondering how I got here, right? And it's like, so let's focus on me. Is, let's go back into it, right? Right, which is something that a lot of movies do. But yeah, I think Emperor's New Groove is one of the standout ones. And it does have that yeah. meta approach. Like, one of the most top-notch jokes out there when they're they're chasing each other and you see them on the map with the little dotted lines. And at one point, they turn around behind them and they see the dotted line. <laughs> yeah it just it's it's also like something like i guess emperor's new groove is not fourth wall breaking and meta in its comedy but it also has a very similar kind of comedy like a, approach to comedy i feel like whereas deadpool might be on the more like crass and mm. of that is is the word that you yeah yeah it was there like it's 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 of the same elk I feel like if that uh-huh. makes sense like I, I see the comparison I, yeah. you're drawing and I like don't know. structurally just, <laughs> yeah structurally the movies are kind of similar that, that is something that stood out to me about the first Deadpool that it starts. Uh, it, it, we start with that battle like on the highway and then we keep mm-hmm. cutting back to him with Vanessa and then we cut forward to like when he's got the powers like the first hour of the movie sort of jumps us back and forth in time a lot and I don't know if that structure totally worked for me but I, I guess I appreciate that it isn't a straight linear A to B structure like <laughs> they tried something yeah yeah, in in hindsight, I feel like the first Deadpool movie uh, is pretty bog standard, if, if, if that makes sense. Like, it's just it's yeah. it, in terms of. Like, if, if, if you want to compare this to like other imp- impressive action films or action comedies or just comedies mm. in general, I, I feel like this just it hits the mark on all of them of like, this is good. This is so- yeah. solid, but it's not yes. outstanding. In yeah. It's, it's a seven category. out of 10 on all fronts. Yeah. yeah. Um, there certainly are some good l- l- laughs, but I feel like I've laughed harder in other Marvel movies that maybe I wouldn't necessarily mm-hmm. even consider a comedy, but it just, because of the mm-hmm. Marvel formula has like, I don't yeah. know. I, uh, but something yeah 
something I want to say about the first movie is that it's very gray. Like that battle on the highway has some cool action choreography. And I like yeah. the the opening that shot with the credits over it where it's like the freeze frame of him in the car fighting these guys and it like orbits around like that's neat. Mm -hmm. But it's just taking place on like sort of an overcast day. Like it's a movie that really does not have a lot of color in it. Uh, and I'm very happy they stepped that up for the second movie. The second movie is more vibrant, more colorful. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not as visually exciting as like Guardians of the Galaxy or something like that, but it's visual. It is a step up, sure. uh, particularly in that opening Mo the the nine to five montage where we just see all these different action scenes briefly <clears throat> mm -hmm. he's fighting in like a tokyo bathhouse it is a very cool set we're only there for yeah. like one minute I'm yeah. like that's neat i'm happy you you put effort into these scenes that we're going to see only very briefly yeah um i guess i didn't really notice the lack of color in the first one i i'm Wondering, though, if that was a choice to make Deadpool stand out more, like to make these colorful characters stand out more. Um, he's not he's not like bright fire truck red. He's, he's not burgundy, but he's not bright red either. But he, yeah, he, he's I, not desaturated, right? Yeah, like yeah, like what you might true. see yeah, in like this the isn't... DC. Yes, yes. <laughs> the costumes are middling in how bright they are maybe not the x-men because when we see negasonic teenage warhead she's very bright, bright. yellow yeah. i'm my black and gold today in honor of the x-men there you go notice uh the move it's the lighting like the, the, the entire movie takes place in this overcast day and i i'm very sensitive to lighting i'm like i either i need like higher contrast than this I need sunshine or I need like storm clouds. I don't like to spend too that much time at the space in the middle. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they definitely did step it up in the second one. Yeah. That one set of that like neon. It's it just like the neon signs yeah. and the club that yeah. they're in to the bathhouse. Yeah. There's 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 all that. There's I think just the mix of powers when you see cable like messing with his guns and it has yeah. the like the holographic displays and like all of that stuff yeah there is there is more to it right you get that mahogany mm. once you're inside the x mansion yes um, all of that stuff good stuff good stuff there yeah, um, the limited cast that they have which they do joke about almost lets the mansion itself be a little bit more present. Like there's fewer people on screen. So you get to spend more time looking at the hallways of Xavier mansion, which is kind <laughs> of nice. Beautiful grounds. I like that set a lot in every film. It appears. Yeah, abs absolutely. Um, I don't know. Like I, 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 I feel like this first one, um, really like I, yeah, like I, I, I like what it did for this character, and mm. I'm, I'm trying to imagine in my head what they're gonna do with this third film, because um, that I think is maybe to me the most interesting thing coming out of mm. these films. Here is that I think with the second one, it definitely was a big step up, and now I'm trying to. 
I'm trying to picture how this is going to tie into the bigger MCU as a whole. Um, mm. And it did. Who knows? Because they're. I don't know. Like, I'm 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 just excited is the thing like yeah. that is one of the best things about these two films that I can say is that even though they maybe necessarily weren't for me, they've definitely gotten me more interested in them and more excited. Yeah. For them. Yeah. Um, I do like that. They are very unexpected. Like, you really don't know that like that end credit sequence of Deadpool 2 where he travels through time and like corrects Ryan Reynolds career mistakes. Yeah. You can't see that coming. And I think to introduce that into the MCU, and maybe we're getting a bit ahead of ourselves because I feel like this is what we would end the episode with, but no, let's just do it here now. Whatever. That is yeah. exciting, especially because we are, we're getting into these multiverses. The, 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 we just said you know, Doc Ock and everybody showing up in Spider-Man. We're going to crack the multiverse open with Doctor Strange and he's going to fight several other different Doctor Stranges. And to have this character that is very, and there have been meta nods in the MCU, like the mysterious appearance of Evan Peters as Ralph Boner, which oh, we all God. thought was going to introduce the X-Men and then it doesn't. But then we were like, is there some longer game? Are we coming back? to ralph boner at any time does this have a larger meaning when will the boner return to introduce this character that is fourth wall breaking in a world where we have characters like the watcher is very interesting to me like we have this mm -hmm. grand celestial omnipotent being who can see through all these different realities and to have that in the same world as a guy who just knows he's in a movie and that's not one of his powers this is going to sound very dumb but i like realized this this morning when i was brushing my teeth like the specific deadpool like meta knowledge and fourth wall breaking like it's not like a power he has his power is this healing factor and he's very skilled in fighting nobody trained him no like cosmic force broke his head open and revealed to him he was in a movie we don't he just does and it's not like this is a question this is like asking why can scooby-doo talk <laughs> it doesn't matter but i'm still like he's the only one who can do this nobody else does this it's only him is the MCU could take that into some, they could put meaning onto it if they wanted to. And I think that possibility is exciting. And especially to introduce this meta character this far, like yeah. 30 films into the MCU. I would hope that when we get to see him, it's a little less crass. It like, and it leans more into the meta side of his humor, which also could get obnoxious, I, but I'd be interested to see what they would do with it. I won't both i, I think mm -hmm. this is now so one of the things that we've also wanted for the mcu for a long time was a solo hulk hulk film one that it like actually is in mm -hmm. the mcu not like has one foot in the door but the rest of it is really not right like we we, we yeah, have the right. edward norton the one but that's the one that's like it was and then they're like never mind <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, it had um, two feet in and then they're like, no, nah, how about you scoot back a little bit? But then but then it, it they they also don't necessarily have the movie rights to a, a solo Hulk 
film, so yeah. they can't really make a new one of their own. So it's a weird thing. So I would love for them to give me a third Deadpool film that is just as crass and disgusting and raunchy, like all that stuff mm. for his own solo stuff. But I would also kind of like him to be a character that just kind of sh shows up as a supporting cast for a, a scene or two I, in other people's I would movies. Like that. Uh, where That's... where when he shows up in those, it is more meta fourth wall breaking that way because uh, mm. that could lead for some interesting stuff, because I, I feel like if they go the route where let's just like play up the fact that he is this kind of meta character, mm. right, that it, it, sure it can be what he does but i feel like the character is out of place if they had like if it's like if the deadpool and the multiverse of madness right like if that was his his thing it just like mm -hmm. i mean okay i guess like I, that but i feel like that fits more for dr strange but if he was to mm -hmm. sh show up in ant-man and the wasp and make some comments and has some scene where they do this and then deadpool goes into the MCU writer's room and kills one of the writers and then like he fixes the, 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 the script. Yeah. And like <laughs> fixes the, 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 the scripts. So that like one thing happens in the movie, like that would be neat. Uh, or, or oh, stuff wow, like that. I but then that's a great idea. Like these people have their backs against the wall. They're like, we don't know how to get out of this problem. It's like, Deadpool. I got this. <laughs> yeah. Can you break? The reality. Can you go outside of the movie and change the script and then, for the movie? But how how cool would it be? Remember when we watched The Leftovers on HBO Max? What if it does something like that where it's like <sighs> zooms out and they're on the movie set and he just like walks over? He's like, all right. <laughs> oh, he's like, um, Kevin, my buddy, my pal, like we need to oh, change you mean, this here. Uh, the landscapers yes yeah the landscapers <laughs> not the leftovers thank you but yeah how it like did this like fourth wall like breaking like they physically walked mm. from one set of the movie to another and you saw yes. like the camera yeah. crew and stuff like that how interesting would that be for like <sighs> a, a, a like one or two scenes here and there in the mcu yes. To get that like fourth wall breaking stuff, but then in his own film, he can still do stuff like that, mm. but d does have the more like here's the dick jokes and here's all the poop jokes and here's all you know here's all that stuff. Um, yeah, like I I feel like that would be a good way to take the character yeah. down the road, but. I, don't I know. really like what you said about seeing him as a supporting player in a group scene. Yes. You yeah. know, he he steals the show as the star of the movie. It is Deadpool's movie. He runs the entire thing. He literally speaks directly to you. Uh, and the second movie is him learning to be a team player. It even ends with them playing We Belong Together as he's formed this family unit. Yeah. I would like, uh, as his character arc grows, 
he's like i i don't have to lead this mission you know i don't have to be the guy in charge i'll i'll just be a supporting player like i'm just here in the office with luis and the the baba yaga guy i'm just, I'm just helping i'm a helper yeah. and he yeah. didn't acknowledge it like look at my character arc look to where i don't have to be the star no 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 i'm deadpool here i'm eighth on the call sheet and you know what <laughs> i'm okay with that there you go um okay back to deadpool one here um so I what did you think of this whole uh, like cancer treatment facility that he goes to here? Um, it, it, it in my mind, that is Weapon X. That is uh, mm. kind of in the comics where he gets his powers. That's where Wolverine got his powers, all that stuff. Um, I, I don't. I don't think they really mentioned that it was the Weapon X program in this, or if that's even what they were thinking this was going to be. I don't know if this actually is Weapon X, right? Without them mentioning it. Mm, I, I, I wasn't paying that close attention to whether this is Weapon X literally or not. See, I'm, I'm looking for all mind, the like, Marvel like, Easter eggs and yeah, stuff I'm like this like is that. Weapon X adjacent. This, these movies are sure, packed yeah. full of Marvel Easter eggs with like mm-hmm. creator names. Like so many little names of things or names you see on signs or on the literal Deadpool chalkboard in the bar are, are yeah. writer and artist names, which, which yeah. I appreciate it. I feel like this these movies sometimes as part of the meta acknowledgement and sometimes not they have a greater amount of uh, creator nods in them than most other comic book movies yeah uh i know the spider-man helms are good about that too to name streets and stuff after good yeah creators um Mm -hmm. but yeah so like i i don't know because i like i was kind of expecting them to dive into that a little bit or to have like some kind mm-hmm. of Wolverine like cameo or nod to that. Like, oh, man, you should have yeah. seen the claws yeah. we put on the last good guy here, you know, um, <laughs> or something like that. But I, I also on, on the other hand, kind of like that they didn't try and root this so hard into like oh this has to be in the yeah. x-men universe right uh, that it, it was this kind of nondescript generic version of what mm. we can probably assume was weapon x right it's the walmart knockoff version of yeah. weapon oh, x yes. yeah kirkland <laughs> signature weapon x <laughs> yeah it, indeed um but I, yeah, I, I like it, it, that. I think also, though, speaks to maybe why I think this movie is just kind of okay. It's solid, right? Ooh. Whereas, yeah, that everything from that point on continues to kind of just feel generic. Um, yeah, that villain isn't particularly exciting. The there aren't as many exciting set pieces in the first movie. Like I mm-hmm. said, it's visually slightly more drab. Uh, but I, I I think the romance is the outstanding part of the first movie. I, I yeah. do like Vanessa. I She is, you really understand why her and Wade love each other. 
that she they have similar senses of humor they have similar attitudes yeah yeah they they make a great couple for sure um and yeah like that that is the thing like i i hate to say it kind of but i it feels like the first movie is really just set up for the second one sure um yeah that that is the that 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 I think is the Deadpool movie that maybe Ryan Reynolds had in mind of like this is the mm-hmm. goal like this is where we want to get but to get there we need to mm. do X Y and Z first and I think that's also kind of displayed in the end credits scene of that first movie where mm. they do the like like oh. You're still here? Like you thought we would yeah. like spoil the second movie? He's like, no, we're not gonna do Joe that. But cable will be in the second one, right? Like right. that was like I I don't know when along the timeline of making this first movie they knew that there was going to be a mm. second one, or they put that in in the hopes that they'd be like cable tell me more here's money let's make this second movie right uh like i i don't know what the situation was there but the movie also has this sort of confidence about it that i really admire uh that that i think yeah stands out once you get to the second Mm -hmm. movie here that it's just like they they had the the confidence to be like yes Cable will be in the sequel. That's it. End of the movie right there, right? And that's kind of hard to do these days when you don't know if something is going to get a sequel or if your studio is going to be okay mm-hmm. or uh, do, who knows and, what. There's all sorts it, of. Factors. It wound up being like one of the biggest R rated movies ever released, the first Deadpool. Like, I think it did yeah. very well. Thank goodness. I'm glad this this gambit paid off. Yeah. Um Gambit in the chat little small G Gambit, not capital G Gambit. He's not here. <laughs> not the not the one from the X-Men. Um but I I think it also did so well because this was like right at the height. I I I feel like I should say height, but Right in, at the start of the height of the, like the MCU craze. Um, when was the height? Uh, difficult right? to say. Exactly. We're still super I think it came out in 2016, the first one. Mm-hmm. And the second one came out in 2018, like within a month or two of Infinity War, which yeah. was remarkable that like twice that summer we got Josh Brolin playing a, a major comic book character. <laughs> Indeed. And a major Marvel comic book character. Indeed. But yeah, so that that first one though, like I think I I, I think people, especially mainstream movie goers or parents of kids that were into some of these Marvel movies mm-hmm. still hadn't wrapped their head around all of these comic book movies yet, uh, or co- comic books in general. Cause I Man, mm-hmm. I saw and read so many stories about parents taking their kids to oh. go see Deadpool and walking out because they didn't know that it was R rated or all of that and that. And just like, oh, how can he say such things? All the pearl c- c- clutching and stuff like that. 
Uh, and it, it just it's kind of it's really funny to me that stuff like that ha- happened of, of just like, so you 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 thought all comics are for kids. You thought right. all like superhero stories are for kick it like where you, did like did you, you just not you paying to attention the theater, yeah <laughs> pointed at a poster of a man wearing a mask and said surely this is family friendly fun <laughs> right yeah <laughs> uh but yeah that, that that i think also in a weird way contributed to the success of this film not to suggest that it was like riding on the coattails of the mcu but in a w- w- weird way, it like I feel like it kind of was like a tiny mm. bit more successful uh, than it it was there. Mm. But uh, like we've mentioned, no, I think the real success is Ryan Reynolds pushing this mm-hmm. as as far yeah. as he as he did, 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 did there. Bravo to to him for yes. making this work. His excitement really comes through on screen and he's a really compelling performer, even when like his face is completely covered in these this prosthetic makeup. He has no eyebrows. He looks very different. I was looking at like Wade, just like regular unmasked Wade. And I'm like, yeah, he's not handsome, which is remarkable, a remarkable thing for Ryan Reynolds to do to not be handsome. And then he's got the mask on and he like you can just sort of vaguely see facial movements like from underneath the mask. It's like I still get a lot of emotion out of this mask. Like his voice could just carry that much of a performance. Wade Wilson is he's. He's I I want to still say he is handsome, but handsome in the way that, you know, he used to be handsome. If, if that makes sense like you could say it's like sure. look dude you're like there's something you got like a pepperoni pizza face here you you, you got yeah. the 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 pizza yeah. the hut look uh but it, it's it like i could see it 10 yeah. years ago yeah, man, you would have been a lady killer right like <laughs> your your features are still symmetrical you still have <laughs> powerful eyes indeed <laughs> uh which is 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 an interesting way to think about the character because yeah you are supposed to be like whoa dude what's up with your face you are one ugly looking motherfucker <laughs> like and and he's n- not per se still like he is but he isn't it's, it's still yeah, like I, I, I can still see it like <laughs> yeah i think about the first fantastic four movie the mm-hmm. the the owen gruffled one from like 2004 I know Chris Evans is now the larger star in that movie, but I'll always know it as the sure, Owen Gruffled yeah. one, where the thing tries to go back to his fiance, and she takes one look at him, and she's like, "No, no!" and like takes her ring off and throws it throws at it him, him. so <laughs> we never see her again. God, like she yeah. cannot handle the physical transformation to the point where there's no conversation about it. There's no goodbye. She throws the ring and leaves, whereas Vanessa and like Wade is so self-conscious, like she takes off the mask and he's got the sexiest man alive magazine cover of Hugh Jackman's tape to his face. And then she takes that off and, and he looks like him and she says, this is a face I would be happy to sit on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
which is so that that scene is also really funny when he has the 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 jackman picture stapled on his face i back when i was younger me and my friends would try and make these like home movies and and stuff (laughs) like that of just like these stupidest things like none of them made sense we thought they were brilliant and hilarious and all this stuff and they were just garbage um but Mm -hmm. we had one that was this horror movie about a serial killer that escaped from the local insane asylum and all this stuff and um and and we did this thing the the serial killer was named the king and it was a printed out mask of the king from Burger King, uh, and that was the serial killer. Uh-huh. And then we unmasked him. And the joke that we had when we unmasked him was almost the exact same thing. That underneath <laughs> the mask of the king was a mask of Shaquille O'Neal, but with the <laughs> eyes and the mouth <laughs> cut out. So yeah, like we we did stupid dumb stuff mm. like that. And yeah, yeah, that is like. That is as as much as Deadpool is not a character for me, I I can sometimes relate to mm. him and his sense of humor when yeah. he's when he when he does stupid shit like that. I'm like, I've done that like I that that was me and my friends like that was the stuff we thought of. And here is a gr- grown ass mid thirties yeah. like year old uh dead dead doing the same the same thing there and it's just like i okay good on you yeah thumbs up i, I approve like, i also <laughs> like the touch that because of his healing factor he's like i'll just staple it to my face yeah. it won't be a problem <laughs> absolutely i w- i want to use this hugh jackman max mask as a springboard to talk about the homoeroticism of Deadpool. Mm-hmm. How he's very aw- he's very aware and very vocal about how handsome other men are. I it's did did he make any kind of comment in the movies? I don't remember. Um we're not did not one that is t- taken as a jo- a joke, but one that suggested he was bisexual. Not in so many words, but I feel like that energy comes across. Like he's I, very. I don't remember. Flirtatious he... with other male characters. And in the final scene where he's talking to Jessica, to um, Vanessa beyond the grave at the end of Deadpool 2, which are these really beautiful scenes. I love how those scenes are shot and lit where she's like. Yeah sitting in a chair by the window in this bright sunlight that is almost like heavenly bright and like oversaturated. It's really neat stuff there. I like that portrayal of this liminal afterlife space, but he's, she's dead. She's not coming back. He's, he's coming back to life. And before he leaves, he says, okay, don't fuck Elvis. And she's like, all right, don't fuck Colossus. And he says, what? And then, and then he's <laughs> back into life. Like this is the first time anybody's ever, called him on this and he's like uh yeah i guess i am sincere in that yeah i i i want to say that there was a line in there that was not played as a joke that did suggest he was bisexual 
but I don't know if that's just me projecting and me like not remembering exactly. But you're right. There is like there is enough of that in there that you can ship it if you want. I know there's a lot of (laughs) comics out there and stuff where he is like pining after Spider-Man and trying to make out with him. Um, when he first became, well, I know he's a character from like the 80s or the 90s, but in like the late 2000s, 90s, yeah. early 2010s, where he like really splashed on the scene. That is what I remember that he was really like kind splashed of another on Tumblr. Level. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was just another street level hero in New York City who was often paired with a, this is an adult Peter Parker, uh, or at least like a college age 20 something Peter Parker. And like, he had a, they had a flirtation yeah he very clearly had a crush on spider-man that was one of the first things i knew about deadpool he's like oh so meta so wild tells it like it is loves chimichangas always flirting with other men like that's been part <laughs> of the deadpool package as long as i've been aware of deadpool like spider-man's butt <laughs> right and it's and i think it is uh is part of the jokes but the jokes are never at the expense of this like i don't think it's a a homophobic movie in any Mm -hmm. way i think it's more commenting on this behavior's part and in addition to the flirtation like he also loves a lot of these traditional feminine or queer icons like dolly parton Cher, celine dion bernadette peters in one scene he's wearing a rent t-shirt and there's no comment or joke about it like he apparently just loves rent keeps his money in a wallet with bernadette peters's face printed on it like (laughs) did you get this custom made where is this from you know like he he loved Cher and dolly parton he he mentions wham and then also specifically george michael talks about david bowie like he this is this and the flirting are it's like part of the chaos energy of his character, but not in a way that he is mocking any of these things. Right. It's more like saying, uh, isn't this unexpected? Not like, isn't this bad? Isn't this silly? Isn't this foolish? It's like, this is surprising, isn't it? You wouldn't normally see your macho big action hero do this, but I can do it. Look, I'm having fun. I love these things. It's I'm happy to love these things. And nobody ever makes fun of him for these. Nobody makes fun of his love for like his girlfriend kind of pokes fun at him a little bit. Like you keep your money in a Bernadette Peters coin purse. <laughs> this is this is our fund saving up for our future life together. But yeah, She doesn't make fun of the fact that he's like, we should give our baby one name like share. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's interesting. I I. I like that about the character. I don't see him like I, I wonder, though, if it's also true at the same time. Right. Because I, I think I, I read the scene where like that last scene where she, she's like, don't fuck Colossus. And he has that like scared of like, what? Because he's been like, it's been like the movie has set up that these visions, these kind of times in this afterlife like space is kind of a thing that he has to interpret that like it is some kind of vision. It is some kind of dream like state, right? Where mm. 
he needs to interpret what she's saying. So her mm. saying something as blatant as don't fuck Colossus <laughs> is him just like, but what? Like, what? Like, what do you mean by that? Like, what other meaning could there be to don't fuck Colossus? <laughs> right? Like, like he's like, I feel, yeah. I feel like he's genuinely conf- conf- confused yeah. by that statement. But it's not, he doesn't react with like disgust. The idea of him right, fucking yeah. Colossus isn't gross to him. It's just sort of like, you're right. <laughs> he's a little confused. He may be like joking about it and still figuring out like, am I literally attracted to Colossus? Do I, but he's, am I literally tra- attracted to Hugh Jackman? He's also a character that I feel like if, if the story called for him having mm. sex with Colossus, he would do it for yes. the story, not necessarily because that's his sexuality or anything like that. Like, that's just that's I feel like the kind of character he is. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it, there, there is this like, it, do we read the scene that way? Do we read the scene this way? I don't know. But it, yeah, it's open for interpretation, I feel yeah. like. Yeah, so. I feel like these movies mark an interesting turning point in normalizing for guys the fact that you can be open and proud about like i think that other man is handsome i wouldn't say i'm attracted to him but i can recognize that man is objectively a hunk or i love the golden girls unironically i love Celine dion like i think he's he deadpool comes in at this time where doing this is uh, being more accepted it's acceptable but it's still not quite normalized yet it's not as common and so he's able to to do it without shame or embarrassment or jokes but it still is included as part of the oh that wild deadpool you never know what he's gonna do yeah which is also interesting to think about because i don't since i haven't read much of deadpool comics or Mm -hmm. stuff like that i don't I don't know if the character started out like that um, or if that's just something the character grew into. Like mm. if if they did, it's just like kind of a natural route to, like you said, this chaotic nature of the character of mm-hmm. doing stuff like that. And like the weird leftovers of like mid 2000s humor where mm-hmm. there was some kind of like gay humor yeah. subtext that was maybe a little more malicious but maybe yeah, this is a little bit of a leftover like and it's not as malicious yeah, i don't feel like I don't it know. is very malicious like i looked at a, as crass as these movies oh, right. are yeah, yeah, i did yeah. know times where it's like if this movie was made even like five years before it was made like this it would have been a lot meaner and Mm -hmm. i they feel like these jokes are i don't get the sense that these movies are are cynical or or pessimistic like they're they're (laughs) it's very low brow but i deadpool is still a character that you feel like has a lot more love in his heart than hate yeah and i i I mentioned that I don't know if that was something that was there in the character originally or Mm. not, because uh, in the second movie, we also meet Cable and Cable very famously is the one with all the pouches. Like when you think of 90s comics, you think of Cable with the pouches, right? That's that's what you (laughs) think of. What if cargo pants were a man? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, And it's 
interesting because 90s comics were also very, very much about this like hyper masculine and like mm-hmm. hyper sexualized female characters, uh, mm-hmm. especially as I- 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 image comics was getting started. You also saw that in a bunch of Marvel and DC comics like that was just the thing to do. And so that's why I'm questioning if that was in Deadpool's kind of original character of mm-hmm. that kind of like, hey, it's OK to like as a guy like be in touch with your sexuality and be like hey that guy is objectively good looking he is Mm -hmm. handsome or or stuff like that or just to be out in the sense of hey Mm. it's okay to be bisexual it's okay to be gay it's okay to be demisexual or asexual or who who knows what um and like i i i don't see 90s comics doing that in a particularly great way if that mm. makes sense so that that's why i'm just like i, I don't know if that was him it's, it's especially if you have hyper masculine cable who's just muscles and pouches right and, yeah. and then there's Dan cool who's who's like spider-man's so handsome like <laughs> <laughs> let me play my wham tapes exactly yeah um so yeah, I I don't know, but that that is in an interesting thought there. Mm-hmm. Deadpool two, uh, I yeah. as I said now a few times, I do think this is absolutely a step up from the yes. first yep. <laughs> film. That said, I also thought it started off very slow. Um, <laughs> so I in like in my head as I read the comics that we need to read for this show or I watch the movies mm. or the sh- sh- shows. I kind of take mental notes of like, OK, I kind of want to talk about this or yeah. here's what my thought was at this scene, stuff like that. And in this movie, I was like, yeah, it started off real slow. But the second half of this movie really picked up. It was really, really good. And then I had to pause it to like go use the bathroom or something like that. And I paused it. And I was only halfway in. <laughs> and so I, I was I was like, oh, so I, I, I guess, yeah, the, the opening of this movie, I guess I found so boring that I thought it took longer than it actually uh, did. Uh, and hmm. I thought the like what what was like the second fourth of the movie <laughs> the, like uh, was the second half of the movie I, I was like this is about to wrap up <laughs> isn't it and it's like no it, like you haven't even gotten long. anywhere near yeah not super long but it is like a full two hours yeah um it was it was just it felt like it had a little, little bit of awkward pacing but once it yeah. did pick up like i was interested in what the movie was mm-hmm. doing from that time forward um mm-hmm. and yeah i like i thought this was really strong i i thought the kind of family unit that he ends up building yeah. there was great uh zazzy beats was fantastic in in this domino um i liked how cable like like i think traditionally cable plays this like terminator style character 
mm-hmm. right? Who come back from the future to destroy the blah, blah, blah. But he ends up also like having this really kind of heartfelt moment in a strange way because you, you don't necessarily see or get to know his family. I guess you could no. kind of say they were f- fridged, but you also don't see them. So I, they're kind of his that much more purely, of a non-entity, right? They're purely theoretical. Right. Yeah. But like, but he, like knowing what he did to go back in time and save Deadpool is also kind of this emotional beat to like know that like, hey, he's. Yeah, he saved his family, but now he's stuck and now he like can't really help them until they figure out how to make this thing work again or power it somehow. Which Um, they do. That's the end of the movie is two teenage girls fix it. Takes it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, hey, they're they're smart. They're learning things right. in that You're Xavier little... school. Xavier you school. You learn everything at the Xavier <laughs> school. He made yeah. sure, like, yeah, you're going to learn to control your powers. I'm also big into STEM. Time travel devices 103. Taught, taught by <laughs> whoever. I don't know. Um, but. Uh, oh, yeah. Whose classes is that? Is that Bishop who teaches time travel devices 103? Actually, yeah. <laughs> Bishop teaching that would be interesting. I I could see Logan t- teaching that and just being a terrible teacher, just not knowing no. how to fix these things. And everyone just like oh, that sucks. Um, uh, but uh, no, yeah, like I, I like there. There's just there's a lot of heartfelt moments in this. Like the yeah. the kid. I don't know the actor's name, but he he did. F- phenomenal in yes yeah in this yeah and like his story arc is both true and meta at the same time like the comic book industry does have a distinct lack of larger superhero fat superhero right like like that there's just you don't see them that much i can think of a few of them but more often than not they're kind of played for laughs or stuff right like they're just not Mm -hmm. at the forefront of the like this is the justice leg and you know we had like they're not really there no none of Um, them are chubby I, don't, yeah. not, I can't look at Black Canary doesn't shop at the same clothing store I do. Right. Yeah. The, the, the only one that I can think of that is taken seriously is Faith from Valiant Comics. You told me about um, Faith. We're going to read Faith one of these days. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for him, for him to exp- express that and be, yeah. be like, hey, like there's the, like there aren't fat super heroes why is that like they they they, mm. they, they they don't like me they don't accept me they don't like that that is a real issue but it's like it's it's also an issue outside of superhero stuff of mm. right of just the clothing industry of modeling of hollywood of all just all sorts of stuff right like you don't 
like that is a problem in an issue that we right. see. So it's both true in like a real life. Like, yes, I can see why you're upset, but also meta for like the comics specifically uh, in, yeah. in that stuff. So it it, it works. It, 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 it fits. And, and I'm I like that they did that. Yeah, and it's like one line that he has uh, that it, then you can see how that does feed into a lot of his frustration in the movie where he's like, there's no fat superheroes. Have you ever seen a fat X-Men? But yeah, just this one line has a lot of sincerity in it. Like, this is a movie where I think they did think very carefully about all of these characters. Mm-hmm. Well, there's their journeys are like they there's real purpose behind them, even if the purpose is just like Dupender is so inspired by by deadpool's tales of adventure and he wants to have that same like adventure and passion and camaraderie in his life also by specifically being a mercenary he's like i also want to kill somebody (laughs) like i do this. this is my goal if i kill somebody then i'm gonna be let in on this this whole exciting world of being in a brotherhood of heroes yeah yeah it's god that 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 is that is one of the best things about these deadpool Mm. films is the attention to detail but not just detail in the way the characters are but also just like the 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 heart and sincerity that they put these details in there with they yeah they they do some fantastic stuff with all of that Mm -hmm. um yeah, I like the expansion of the cast in the second movie. I like Negasonic Teenage Warhead and her girlfriend Yuki. Uh, again, Yukio? I feel like a handful of years ago, huh? I Yukio? think it's Yukio. I th- okay, I think, okay, thank you. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like a handful of years ago, the joke would have been like, "Oh, is she your girlfriend?" And now it's like, "Oh, you and your girlfriend are very cute together." He has this. I like the I, Deadpool's always he, he, like he is. Do you doesn't really talk to Yukio? They have nothing in common. All he he's always does like, is say hi. hi. But he's, he's like, so hi, happy to say, <laughs> he's so happy to say hi to her and get a hello back. Like their their connection is shallow, but it is important. Yeah, it reminded me. Have you ever seen the show Letter Kenny? I've seen bits of it. So there's a character in there. Uh, her name is Bonnie McMurray, and all of the main cast kind of have this like like wistful crush on on her in a oh. way that they're just like ah oh, bonnie mcmurray and like whenever she walks in like that's their response is just like ah oh, bonnie mcmurray and and then she's always like hi wayne and he's just like hi you know right and like that's it like that is most of their relationship there and that's exactly what they do in this too where he's just like Hi, Yukio. And she's like, hi, Wade. <laughs> and that's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. So good stuff there. I liked it. Um, yeah. I like that Deadpool's interactions with all the different characters in his life are different. Like him and the bartender, whose name we don't remember. They have a different relationship Beasel. than him and Dupender or like. Yeah. 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 Him, him oh. and Weird Al. Uh, not Weird Al. Blind Al. <laughs> Blind Al. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just man, I, I, yeah, <laughs> I have to. We have to talk talk, talk about Dupinder real fast. Yeah, like he is 
I, I, he is one of my favorite characters of the X Men. Mm. <laughs> or not the X Men films. He should <laughs> be one of the X Men. Make him an He's honorary X Men. Right? Yeah. Somebody's going to drive those kids around. Not all of them have driver's licenses. What is Storm going to take him to the movies every weekend? No. She's Storm not flying him. Yeah. Right. No. Um, but man, just the, the, like his character journey, just from, being this random cab driver to like Deadpool just doing his like chaotic shtick on on mm-hmm. on him, like just immediately getting to the heart of like, well, let's just let, let me give you some advice. And yeah. he, like, what's your jail here? Right. And Dupinder ends up like kidnapping his brother-in-law i I forget exactly what his relationship was to this thing cousin yeah his cousin and like they both had a crush on the same girl and the girl picked the cousin (laughs) so he kidnaps the cousin and like beats him up and all just just because wade wilson it's like that's what you should do like just like kind of hints but like dismissively hints that right yeah and then dupinder likes it like he likes the the like the rush <laughs> of like yeah I just beat someone up man this is cool cool mm-hmm. I wouldn't be an X Men right like I mm-hmm. I wouldn't be a superhero he- um and God yeah he like it just it just complete doesn't understand what it takes what it's like to to do all of that mm-hmm. uh, but it's just so eager and so happy to do all of the, that stuff and he's now mopping floors at the bar as part of his training to become an assassin. Um, and they're, they're just like, what's your super power? And he's like, courage. <laughs> and that's his. He's so sincere, too. Like, he's, it's great. He's so sincere. And that's his I line at the true. end when he when he knocks with the guy out with the kid with the cab. He, he steps out. And he's just like, courage. Yeah, and we're just like yes, Dupinder coming in clutch. <laughs> it's great. I love when he's he's driving everybody like to this orphanage for like the third act of the movie, and like somebody it makes a joke about him or something. Like Wade has to comfort him for some yeah. comment, and he reaches over and kind of ruffles his hair. He like kind of <laughs> leans into it, and like there's a, like another shot where you cut back to him, and he's still like just kind of petting his hair. <laughs> yep <laughs> yeah god um yeah I, I yeah there there are there are like small details in in this little like that that i i think on second and third viewings you can really find some some hidden gems in right i'm just yeah. like ah, oh, i missed that little small detail so yeah good like these are movies that Definitely aren't for everybody. I don't like all the jokes in them, but I yeah. I do see that there is a lot of we've said it over and over. There's care in this movie. There's passion. There's mm-hmm. this very close attention to detail. And I think that's it's very solid. Like I really admire how these movies are put together, even if I don't always admire exactly what they are. But I like the 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 technique and the the craftsmanship that goes into these Deadpool movies. I got to mention the James Bond style opening credits of the second movie that are Celine Dion. They're like, 
God. <laughs> Amazing. I, I remember when they. A fellow Canadian. Yeah. I'm happy they, to Ryan Reynolds getting another Canadian in there. They did something when, when she recorded that song, they recorded a music video to that, I think, or, or some kind of like pr- promotional little video mm. where like she's on stage singing that like in the spotlight like it they're they're practicing or she's like alone in the the hall there's like the spotlight on her but it, it keeps like cutting back between her and then like deadpool dancing and doing this just heartfelt dance routine to that and it was just it was like it was exactly what i expected it to be and he does the whole like chair thing as the bullets are raining on on him it's fantastic yeah Mm -hmm. great stuff where he is both the uh secret (laughs) agent and the bond girl in it it's wonderful (laughs) that that is deadpool like that's a really great summation of this character he's the man who wants to be james bond and the bond girl who sleeps with james bond (laughs) yeah (laughs) indeed indeed Good stuff. Deadpool one and two was a good a good watch. I had f- yeah. fun with them. Um, st- standard action films that got better as they went. Uh, so yeah, yeah, looking looking forward to Deadpool three when 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 whenever that might be or whenever we might see Deadpool next. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Uh, any other kind of final thoughts on Deadpool one and two? No, I, I think I've given them. Uh, if you haven't seen them before, check check them out. Like, I, you might find. I think people will find something to like in these movies. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um. Okay. I guess that means it is time for us to do bingo. Bingo. Let's see here, opening up my bingo card and bringing it up on screen. Um, let's see here. Oh, we have a lot of needle drops, but I don't think any of them are to set the like time period of the time period. Yeah, there's yeah. no time travel in that sense. They don't go back to the 80s or something like that i want to make a i should be able to see that penis um (laughs) there is uh the the scene when i don't remember what her name was in the first movie but the actress uh unfortunately is gina carano right when her boob slips out and colossus is like like uh hey you're uh like and she's just like oh thanks it's sweet but they do the thing where like it's showing her but yeah. it's blocked by his hands his hand i did there. i did like that joke that like you know <laughs> her tops unzips in the middle of a battle and he's like we got to call a timeout i'm not yeah. going to continue to fight you i'm not going to continue to fight you in this state you, she's you, like you never I see recognize that thank you that's very polite yeah, yeah. you you I never see like full the, boob um, yeah, and I, I just Deadpool whenever he has to like regenerate a body part, like the baby legs part in the second movie. Yeah, yeah. I I do like the basic instinct where like you do see it for a second as he does the like leg uncross. <laughs> yeah, but since it's only the briefest flash, yeah, I feel like this is the movie where we finally we could get. I know there's nudity here, but I can't see it. 
especially because yeah. I put this on here in the spirit of Austin Powers. And this is the most Austin Powers we have gotten. Yeah, absolutely. Um, kind of surprised we didn't get like a diary entry with this one. Of, He's got, of like, like I, f- I feel like Deadpool keeps a diary, right? Definitely. It's today. It's, he's got I a cartoon character Colossus. on it. Oh, one more, one more detail. Very small that I like that in the first movie he has to like check the time and he's got an adventure time watch, like a yep. plastic kid's adventure time watch. And when he's dying in the second movie, he's like, Domino, to you I leave my adventure time watch. And I like the follow through that like he didn't just get a watch that he thought was was funny and cute. Like he apparently knows Adventure Time is a he, fan he just of likes Adventure it. Time. Adventure Time, yeah. I yeah. like that. Yeah. Um. Oh, the. Do we have breaking the rules of time travel? There's wacky time travel in this, but I don't think there are any established I rules don't think so. to be broken. Yeah, because I I put that. In down so on my card i put that down more specifically as meeting yourself thanks to time travel but yeah breaking the rules i like i i don't think they specifically broke any rules per se there are no rules there are no rules um no ghost uh no numbers no hans zimmer score no spaceship ai no character who connects to computers no small town cop over their head no superman analog was there any kind of sex scene set to music i i don't think so oh or yes not, not yes one... in the first in the first movie there's that calendar girl montage of him and vanessa sleeping with each other for an entire year yeah and like they're in different like okay the costumes and different themes for each month or season and i love that there's one shot there is, just the yeah. two of them just sitting there drinking coffee reading books and they turn to each other and they say happy lent yeah <laughs> what was the the song that the, the it's calendar girl okay 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 so i i'll yeah i'll i'll mark that one down for for me because uh, I, I have that one set scene set to music. That fits. Which gives me another bingo. Nice. Congrats. Yeah, two of them. And you have two of them, I think. Yeah. As well. Yes. I'm close to some other ones, but yes, I have two. Yeah, you have two. Aha, we're tied. Oh, anyway, I've, I've, I have three. I've got right down the middle, vertically. Oh, yeah, you I've do. got the second row, the, the second from the bottom row, and then I've got... Hey, man. Wait, no, 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 I don't have a complete diagonal. No, I do just have two. Okay. One, two. two. I see three on yours. You have the very top across. Um. You have the very middle oh. down. And right, then I do. That's right. Okay. You have I another my, I one across. Make that's my screen bigger. Second one. From I can't the see bottom. the entire thing at once. Okay, I'll make it a little smaller. You're right. Yeah, I do have three. <laughs> so I'm one behind. Okay. Okay. Well, there you go. That's bingo uh, for this week here. Uh, let me get rid of that guy and switch us back over here to the podcast. Cool. Melissa, let's do recommendations. If people liked Deadpool, what else might Mm. they enjoy? 
I watched a movie the other night called They Came Together. Have you ever heard of this? Mm-mm, I have not. This is a movie from the team that brought you my beloved Wet Hot American Summer. Okay. Uh, that is a spoof on romantic comedies. It is like an exact by the book checking all the boxes like romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. Self-aware. Like it's it's Paul Rudd and Amy Poehler talking to this other couple at dinner about yeah it's wild it's like our romance is exactly like a romance movie i was a clumsy small business owner with big dreams and i was this corporate guy you always running around with my briefcase like it's very (laughs) self-aware it's just as silly as wet hot american summer but like that's awesome romantic comedies are the space that it's playing in i recognize i would recommend either of these movies just in the spirit of uh, a movie that is very aware of the genre tropes that it is playing with and is sort of approaching them in this meta way. Just another like really good parody comedy. Mm-hmm. I just, I watched this on HBO max. I think it just left. It was expiring at the end of April, but please find they came together. It is, it is hysterical. Like there's so there's, a joke in that movie that I can't believe I've never seen done before that like broke my head and I had to rewind it. I'm like, did you just do that? Did that happen? Interesting. Okay. Good stuff. Good recommendation there. Um, let's see. So, uh, we covered some She-Hulk comics, uh, way back in the day from Dan Slot. I will look up what number, uh, those were as I'm talking here. Uh, But She-Hulk is also another character in the Marvel Universe that is often fourth wall breaking Mm. Um, and will will do that kind of meta narrative thing and talk to you or play with the comic book medium in the sense that they'll jump from one panel to the next or in in interesting, neat ways Mm. there. So we read a bit of She-Hulk from Dan Slott. Um, and that was episode 74. We covered that back uh, in 2019. Um, but uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it was John Burns She-Hulk that kind of took her into that fourth wall meta narrative space. Okay. Uh, and I've heard great things about that run. Um, so I, I also think with She-Hulk getting her own Disney Plus show in the near future here, that yeah. might be one you want to check out. Uh, might not be a, a, exactly like Deadpool, but j- just in, in the spirit of that uh, fourth wall breaking character, might want to check out some of her, some of She-Hulk mm-hmm. there. Nice. Um, do I have any other? I think Emperor's New Groove is a solid recommendation. <laughs> Honestly, yes. Yeah, Emperor's New Groove. Seriously, well, what a great movie. One of my favorite mm-hmm. Disney ones. That and Goofy <sighs> Movie are my two favorites. Two of the best. The two yeah. finest comedies in Disney's yeah. portfolio. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Trying to think, trying to think other. Is there other? I I can't think of anything right now. I know uh, the kind of uh, from what I've I've heard good things about a character called Gwen Poole. 
uh, oh, which is yes. in in all of the like variant covers that all of the comic books do. Um, they had a Spider-Man one or a, a Spider-Gwen uh, comic mm-hmm. uh, where one of the variant covers was Gwen Stacy, but as Deadpool. So she's this like white, pink and black looking character um and i've actually heard really good things about that character like would surprise you of just like Mm -hmm. how kind of gimmicky and stupid the character sounds of like Uh like, it's an eye-rolly character it's deadpool mixed with this gwen stacy variant that that, you know kind of stupid so so many levels removed Right. Yeah. But then like I've I've heard some people that I like I trust their opinion on comics of like whether mm-hmm. or not it's good to be like, we've actually read this and holy shit, it's actually good. Like like what they did with this is good. So maybe also check out some Gwen Pool uh, there. And of course, uh, Spider-Man, same Spider-Man. similar kind of humor sometimes i feel like um mm-hmm. but yeah there you go that's that's what Good. i would recommend there all right melissa it is your turn to do the pitches it so is what have you got for me this week to celebrate your one month here in oklahoma i've got three movies set in oklahoma oh hey there you go about time we marked the occasion i was going to see if you would do it and i'm like well i'll just have to google them myself that probably wouldn't have been a theme that i thought of to be honest really yeah oh pitch number one is twister twister which which doesn't have an exclamation mark at the end of it but in my head it always does twister you (laughs) you know it's twister have you seen twister uh, I, I've seen bits and pieces from when I was younger and it was on TV all the time, but I've never sat down to actually watch the whole thing. But I like I, I've seen enough bits and pieces to kind of know the gist of it. It's, I watched it for the first time last year. It's a very solid. Action movie, thriller movie, action I don't, disaster the action. Yeah, disaster. Like the action and thrills are all from tornadoes. <laughs> you know, yeah. There's not a larger mystery. There's not a, a gunfight or anything. It's just, <laughs> can we track down and study these tornadoes? And whoops, we have to get away from the tornadoes. Really impressive set pieces, like a technically very outstanding movie. Mm-hmm. It's Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton. They're both storm ch- chasers. They divorced recently. Or they're in the process of divorcing. They haven't seen each other in a while. He comes back. He's like, I had to get one more signature from you on these papers. And yeah. then they get wrapped up in storm chasing where he's like, I we're separated. But if you're going to go chase down that storm, I also want to see the storm. Like they're like, she's going to use some piece of equipment that to like test it out to get, you know, storm storm statistics that like storm they co-designed. Yeah. yeah. I don't, know, I don't know what else to say. It's it's storm chasing. Lots lots of fun character actors are in it. The late Philip Seymour Hoffman. There you like go. Two yeah. guys from Lost. It's great. Cool. Twister. Cool. You know. Good stuff. Good stuff. Pitch number two. Footloose. Ah. Kick off your Sunday shoes, Kyle. This okay. is a movie. I've 
I've never seen the movie, the movie that Peter Quill calls the greatest movie ever made, but I have seen the stage musical. Uh, so I thought maybe it's okay. about time I watched the movie. Have you ever seen it? I have not. No. It, it's, uh, it's Kevin Bacon, and he moves from big town to Chicago to some little town in Oklahoma where John Lithgow has outlawed dancing, and he's like, but I'm going to dance. And he's like, no, you're not. And he's like, just watch me. We go dance alone in a warehouse and inspire everybody else in the town to dance. Your daughter will dance. Interesting. I, that's okay. basically what it is. Okay. I didn't really look up any of these movies. I'm like, yeah, I think I know what that is. You've heard of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's footloose. Cultural osmosis. Yeah. Uh, pitch number three. This is a movie. I, I I completely forgot this story was set in Oklahoma. So this was a very fun surprise for me. It's The Outsiders. Oh, interesting. No, yeah, I, I read this in seventh grade English class. Did you read and or watch The Outsiders as a youth? I, I did not. I've seen oh. it around, but this is of, oh. of the three that you've pitched. This is the one that I know the least about. Okay, well, I brought up the full, the actual synopsis for this because my memory of it is a little fuzzy now. A teen gang in rural Oklahoma, the Greasers are perpetually at odds with the Socials, a rival group. When Greasers, okay, Pony actually, Boy, and Johnny, this is a movie where that guy stays golden. Maybe you've yeah, heard about that. Yeah, so I, uh, I, we, I think <laughs> we actually did read like an abridged version of this because I, I don't know. It's not very long. I, well, then I don't know. Maybe we did read the whole thing because, yeah, it, it was super short. Uh, mm. And we, yeah, once you were like the Greasers and the whatever they're the next one was. Yeah, I was like, ah, yeah, the Soches. I kind of remember yeah. that. Pony Boy and Johnny get into a brawl that ends in the death of a Soche and the boys are forced to go into hiding. Soon, Ponyboy and Johnny, along with the intense Dallas and their other greaser buddies, must contend with the consequences of their violent lives. While some greasers try to achieve redemption, others meet tragic ends. This is directed by Francis Ford Coppola and stars a bunch of young actors of the time. Matt Dillon, Ralph Macchio, Rob Lowe is soda pop. Patrick Swayze, Tom Cruise, Emilio Estevez. Everybody's in the motion picture, Kyle. Tom Waits, uh, <laughs> Sofia Coppola. You know what I was confusing so this people. movie with? What'd you think it was? The Warriors. <laughs> Warriors is different. Nobody yeah. puts glass bottles on their hands and clacks them around in this movie. The one thing I know that's in the Warriors. Yeah, I I don't know anything about the Warriors, um, but uh, yeah, that's what, when you mentioned that. That's immediately what my mind went. No, to. no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the The Outsiders is it, it's a, a cautionary tale of like teenage gangs in this like class war with a different gang, and they get in over their heads, and they realize. What are our problems? What are we really arguing about? How different are we? Can we come to terms about this? We can't keep living like this. Yeah. I I remember reading and liking the book in seventh grade, and I think we saw the movie, or maybe we saw part of the movie, but I've been wanting to go back and watch this movie again for a while. I gotcha. 
Um, well, let's see. So you, I, I have to say the Outsiders is not going to be my pick Duh. because I think you brought two really interesting genres kind of that uh we haven't really covered on the review show yeah, yet that's disaster true. movies and dance movies like we haven't done you're like right. dance not, centered not stuff. a musical but a dance movie you're right right uh we haven't watched any of the step up <laughs> films <laughs> we haven't watched we haven't watched we haven't watched Breakin' or Breakin' what? 2 or that, like all of, all of that stuff, right? Like none of those. Like we have the, the whole dance genre that we haven't touched. We yeah. haven't watched uh, The Day After Tomorrow. Uh, yeah. 2012. Uh, You're right. This is I wasn't even stuff. thinking so, of it like this. Yeah, these are new genres to us. Dance I, I, and disaster. <laughs> should mix those genres disaster dance oh my movie. god um, earthquake in a dance studio can you dance your way out right yeah um no so i i think i'm gonna go with twister uh okay. is the one that i'm gonna go with because uh, within the first week of me moving out here to oklahoma uh of course i have never experienced a tornado in real life mm. um within that first week uh, Richmond, Virginia, where I moved away from, got a tornado warning. Uh, and I was just like, I swear I didn't send it. It wasn't me. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> then last week, me we and had the tornado have switched places. Now that I live in right, Oklahoma, yes. a tornado just lives perpetually in Richmond, Virginia. Exactly. That's exactly what happened. Um, and then last week, we had a storm. Uh, where the tornado sirens were g -g -g going off and and stuff like like that, and it was interesting to me because again, I've never been in a tornado, so I don't know exactly what to expect or like how to react in situations like what's bad, what's kind of normal, mm -hmm. you know, all that mm -hmm. stuff. So I was totally calm. It just looked like it was raining outside. Like I was fine. My girlfriend was freaking out. Just like we need to oh. watch the news. We need to do this. Like, hey, where's the safest spot in in the house? And I, I was just like, mm. I'm just gonna sit here and watch TV because I don't understand what's happening. So <laughs> honestly, like it's you're either directly in the path or you're not. Like it's a very binary thing. A tornado. I don't think I've ever been in a situation where we were at risk of some tornado. <laughs> I've been in the basement plenty of times. Every Midwestern sure. child knows this. It gets loud. You go in the basement, but then you just like sit there and like watch you, you and your family play Monopoly or something. And after a while, you go back upstairs and it's like, oh, there's some branches on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've been very lucky, though. Tornadoes have happened. They're very, very destructive. They've torn apart a lot of parts of Missouri, but I've been very fortunate, knock on wood, that it, it hasn't happened to me, which is the the allure of the movie Twister for me, that it is this beautiful, truly unique force of nature. Like it is mm -hmm. a marvel to to behold, but it's also, yes, this could kill us. This could destroy an entire town. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
So I think Twister is the one we should do for this next yes. week. Yes. So. I don't know where you can watch Twister, uh, but I'm we'll sure it's available it somewhere. If not, I'm sure maybe we can rent it. You rent can it on maybe Amazon. there's just a channel in Oklahoma that just plays it on a loop forever as part of Oklahoma culture. I don't who, know. Who knows? Yeah, it plays that and Footloose and The Outsiders and the right. stage play of Oklahoma. Mark. Yeah, <laughs> just oh, it might on be, a loop. Oh, it might be on HBO Max right now. Okay, that's helpful. That or works. Tubi. I also have to recommend that you go to YouTube and you look up Twister, Ride It Out, which was uh, an attraction at Universal Studios. Okay, <laughs> will do. Will do. All right. Uh, well, that about wraps us up for this week here on the Whatnots Review Show. So, Melissa, yeah, where can the people find you on the Internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities, show where me and my brother Jams talk about weird old kids shows you feel like only you remember. I think our last episode was Where's Wally, which is a, a Where's Waldo cartoon, but he's called Wally in other parts of the world. Interesting. Good stuff. It's, it's the striped shirt man you know and love. You have to find him. <laughs> uh, if you guys want to stay up to date with me, I'm at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter. If you guys want to follow us here at The Whatnots, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. So please go like, share and subscribe. That would help us out a ton to spread the word. Uh, but that wraps us up for this week. So we will see you all next time. Bye. Bye.